You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no so all that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go What's going on, guys? We have our second episode where we will be interviewing a couple of NSC participants today. We're going to be hearing these individuals talk about their football careers and their journey to the Combine in Indianapolis. Once again, this is all brought to you by the Scouting Report, where you can go and find your edge. I've got my guy, David Henderson, here with me. David, thanks for coming on, man. I truly appreciate it. Pleasure to be here. So let's jump into this, man. You're a defensive tackle prospect from Tuskegee University, and that's down there in Alabama. Yes, sir. Um, you also played at Georgia Military College. You know, you're from Waldorf, Maryland. So and now you're still down there in Alabama right now. Is that where you'll be flying out to go to the combine, or are you going to go back home to Maryland before? Um, I'm still in Alabama right now, but I'll be flying out to Indianapolis sometime today. Okay. Now, you also participated in this year's HBCU Spirit of America Bowl, and in that game you recorded seven tackles and one sack. Man, that's not too bad to uh, put up on the stat sheet. That's, yes, a, that's a pretty solid game. Um, now, something you wrote in your write-up um, that I got you to send me, you said you're a diligent individual who puts his team before himself, and you're a strong believer that hard, works, hard work pays off. Um, just tell me a little bit about that, man. You know, what, what makes you have that mindset, and, you know, what drives you to be better every day? Well, one of my uh, role models, one of my major role models that I look up to uh, is – None other than number 99 of uh, the Los Angeles Rams, Aaron Donald. And one of his models is uh, hard work pays off. And, you know, throughout my whole entire college career, I've been, you know, working hard, been pushing my limits and, you know, seeing results out of it. And, you know, every day I try to, you know, become better than, you know, I was, you know, yesterday. I think Aaron so, Donald is the dream role model for any D-tackle prospect, man. That, that man is <laughs> unstoppable and i'm gonna tell you something man i looked at your film okay and i, and I saw saw a little a uh, couple of things that aaron donald does um you you don't let double teams stop you very much david uh, i watched that you break through some double teams man they have they have to make sure they double team you on the line pretty much every time uh you collapse the pocket pretty consistently you create a lot of pressure you're an athletic big man uh you got some wheels too uh what was it i guess was it at a uh Another combine, you put a 4-7 in the 40-yard 40, uh, dash. Yes, I did. That is impressive, man. D-tackle D running in the 4-7, that, that is a good time on the 40. Are you thinking you're going to improve upon that? Is it, I mean, I guess your goal is to improve and maybe get um, lower than a 4-7, sub-4-7? Yes, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking to get better. I'm looking to have a better 40 time. Can we get a prediction on the 40 time, but you're going to leave it be a surprise? Uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it be a surprise. That's a good choice, man. Every, everybody that I've asked if I can get a prediction, everybody's like, "Let me just make it a surprise." So I can't wait to see what you uh, you guys put on put on up there. Um, so I got a couple questions for you. Okay, so let's see. First thing I want to ask you is, what made you want to attend Tuskegee University? Oh, okay. I'm gonna say, um, well, coming straight out of Georgia Military College after uh, graduating, um, I didn't have that many uh offers, many um, offers coming out of uh, Georgia Military College, and very few of them would give me a full-ride scholarship. Tuskegee presented itself. They offered me a full-ride scholarship. 
not to mention, you know, Tuskegee, I've heard a lot about them, their history, and not to mention um, their rankings as far as, you know, being an HBCU. So I also took a visit up here, got to meet some very nice people. I got to check out the field, got to, you know, interact with some of the coaching staff, and it just felt like home here. That's good, man. You know, whenever you get the the, uh, the home feeling from a university you're trying to play football at, I think that always, you know, li- makes you lean a little bit more towards, um, you know, going there. I think when you, you, you get the home environment, everything like that. Now, when now Georgia Military College, now, was that up, that was down in Alabama or was that up in Maryland? Oh, no, Georgia Military College, that's in Georgia. That's Milledgeville, Georgia. Okay, I should I should have known that already. I just I didn't know if it was by the state name or if it was just called Georgia Military College. Um, so so did you enjoy your time there? And you know what did you learn from being at Georgia Military College? Well, Georgia Military College. Well, of course, you know since it's like a military college, you know some of the rules there were kind of strict, you know. But it taught me a lot of discipline. How to you know keep myself, you know, under control, keep my, you know, stay out of my trouble, you know, stay out of trouble, keep my nose clean. And I believe, you know, in order to continue to press forward and move forward, there has to be discipline. You know, sometimes you're going to have to make sacrifices for the things you want. So, you know, you got to put things that are important first rather, you know, than going after, you know, necessarily what you want, you know, times of, you know, going out and partying and stuff. Sometimes you got to put that to the side in order to, you know, chase your dreams. Well, I guess, you know, one way you can put that is, um, David, I guess it teaches you a lot of discipline. I guess it teaches yeah. you to be a very disciplined individual and get your priorities in order. Um, now, I guess, was it a big relief, you know, going from the military mindset down to Georgia Military College and then going to Tuskegee? I guess that was a big change for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it took some time to, you know, to adjust. It was a big, you know, a big change. But eventually, you know, I, you know, I got, you know, I got the hang of it, you know. Hey, it was, now, now, <laughs> uh, now, what made you want to play football, man? You know, you, you told me you're really passionate about the sport and, you know, um, you just love the game. So what made you want to play football? Well, if we're being honest, I'm going to say, well, when I was a uh, little, well, out of all my brothers, you know, I got two brothers and one sister. And out of all of them, I am the youngest. Uh, growing up, I was a. Uh, the runt, I was the little one, you know, I used to always, you know, wrestle with my brothers, used to get, you know, pushed around and stuff like that. But over time, eventually, you know, I had a growth spurt and I grew bigger than my brothers. So, yeah, yeah day, I was going to say, if, if any of your brothers are still bigger than you, man, I'd be amazed. <laughs> no, nah, I've outgrown all my brothers. I've even outgrown my dad. Now, did you have any brothers or, um, or even your father, did any of them play football? Um, me and my brother, uh, me and one of my brothers, we played um, football during high school. But I didn't start my uh, college, I didn't start my football career until you know high school. Okay, now did you play D tackle then too, or did they move you kind of all over the field in high school? Because I know at high school a lot of times you, a, a lot of guys, you normally play more than one position, or, or either you play offense and defense. So, so what did you play in high school? Um, I did play defensive tackle, but I was moved around a lot. They had me play uh, some offensive guard, tackle, you know, defensive end. I was moved to different positions. I was really just trying to figure out which uh, position fit me best. So was there a particular moment that you can remember uh, in childhood, in high school, anything that made you realize that football was your passion? Can you, can you zero in on a particular moment or something you saw or watched or anything like that? 
Um, yeah, I'm going to say during the time when I was uh, playing in high school, you know, um, I just noticed that um, as I kept working, you know, eventually certain changes to my body, you know, certain physical changes, then not to mention uh, football also instills certain principles in me, you know, you know, more disciplined. And not to mention, I, as I was playing, you know, I noticed that, you know, I was getting better at it. So, you know, it became my love for the sport eventually grew. Hey, man, if you're constantly improving at something, you know, every day, it's it's a pretty good bet that you're going to be pretty darn good at it. So uh, I feel you. I feel what you're saying right there. Now, what part of your game are you working on the most right now, or, or what kind of training are you going through to get prepared for the NSC up there in Indy? Well, I must say, recently I've been, um, of course, doing, you know, working more on my footwork, you know, and, of course, I've been doing sprints. I've been working on hand fighting techniques because I know one thing, one key thing about defensive linemen, they have to have good hands, they have to have good feet. So those are just really things I've been, you know, attacking, really, you know, tackling, you know, my hands and my feet. Now, are you working with uh, some trainers or are you just kind of doing this on your own? What's the, uh, what's the game plan been looking like for you? Uh, I've been uh, working, I've been working more along the lines with my coaches. And they've been uh, getting me ready. There are times where when they're not available, I'll take it upon myself to train myself and, you know, just run, you know, use the ladder or, you know, go, you know, lift. Or... Well, I imagine all, a lot of your coaches are real proud of you, man, because, you know, it, it's a big deal to go up there to Indy. And, you know, especially to be up there, you know, you're going to be up there at the same time the NFL Combine's going on. And, you know, you're going to have NFL scouts at this event. You're going to have um, scouts from every professional level of football up there at this event. So, you know, your coach has got to be proud of you. you got to be proud of yourself, man. It's, it's a major accomplishment, David. Um, so wh- let me ask you this. What part of your game do you think is going to su- surprise scouts the most? Do you, what, what do you think you're going to go up there and scouts could be like, wow, like, you know, we didn't expect to see this from a defensive tackle or we didn't expect to see this from that guy? Well, I'm about to say, I think one thing that's really going to surprise them is uh, is my bench press. <laughs> so, so are you, what are you? How many reps are you doing right now, David? Uh, about 38. That's pretty darn impressive, man. Um, what, what do you, what do you, what, do you have a target? Do you have a target amount of reps that you want to do up there in Indy, or you know, is it just do as many as you can, or is there a certain number you're trying to hit? I'm looking to try to reach 40. That's a good number, man. You can't go wrong with 40. I, I can tell you right now, I would be very impressed uh, to hit 40. I would be impressed if I got if I got five of 225, man, <laughs> I'd be impressed. Um, now, what drill do you think you're going to kill it in up there? Okay, you just said you, you're going to do well in the bench press, but give me something else. What other drill do you think that you'll, you'll uh, perform pretty well in? Um, I believe I'll do well. Well, I know I'll do well in my 40, and I believe I'll do well when it comes to uh, – my broad and my vertical. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of drills, man. That you're pretty confident in. So so I think you're in good shape heading up to Indy, man. I, I really really do. Now, what is your favorite NFL team? This is where we're gonna go and have some fun. Uh, my favorite NFL team. Uh, my favorite NFL team is the Baltimore Ravens. You are the second guy that I've interviewed that is a Baltimore Ravens fan. So you, you must love how everything went last year. Obviously, you could have gone a little bit farther in the playoffs, but the Lamar Jackson era is here, man, and I, I think it's here to stay. So uh, what made you be a Ravens fan? Is there Was there anything, I guess, just being up there um, in Maryland? 
Well, I mean, like, not only am I from Maryland, but one person I – well, there is one person on that team I did look up to, you know. Uh, you know him as uh, Ray Lewis. Yeah, I think everyone knows him as Ray Lewis, man. I think you, you can't – You, you uh, that's a household name forever now, man. So I think that's an amazing guy to look up to. Um, you know, Ed Reed, the, the the great defensive players that the Ravens have always had, you know, they're just – it's just been amazing, the era of defense that they've had. But um, do you have a favorite player? And, and you know, I'm going to ask this in two different ways. Do you, What's your favorite player now, and what's your favorite player all time? Favorite player now, Aaron Donald, favorite player of all time. Hmm. I would have to say – Favorite player of all time, I would say Warren Sapp. Whew, I love that, man. I love that right there. Who do you think is going to end up uh, being greater at the event when it's all said and done, Donald or Sapp? <laughs> uh, Donald's looking pretty good right now. <laughs> That's what I'm lie. saying, man. I don't know if you can't, can't say Donald at this point. Donald's killing it right now. Um, now, what player do you model your game after the most, do you think? You know, a guy that you watch in the NFL, and it, it doesn't have to be just one guy. If it's a couple of guys, if you take a, a couple of different things from a couple of different players, you know, who are those players? And, you know, um, yeah, basically just tell me who they are and, and what you take from their games that you try to put into your own game. Well, I'm going to say one of the, well, one of them is uh, Geno Atkins. I'm going to say. I, I love that, man. Geno is probably my favorite defensive tackle in the league. And what, <laughs> what, what do you take from his game? Well, I know Geno Atkins, he has low pad levels and he tries to, you know, he ha- he has leverage and, you know, he tries to, you know, come off. He comes off the ball quick. He's got a very good first step and, you know, he, you know, pushes linemen into the backfield and he, you know, he brings pressure to the pocket, a lot of pressure to the pocket. Yeah, he def- definitely helps collapse the pocket. And, you know, Gino, they, everyone considered him undersized, man, coming out in the draft when he did. And they were like, you know, I don't know how this guy's going to perform at the NFL level because of his size. But, you know, like you were saying with leverage, he gets he gets under your pad level and it gets all that leverage. And that helps you win against offensive linemen, you know, constantly. It gives yeah. you an automatic advantage. And, you know, like I said, they had concerns about this guy coming out. But now this guy's – I think an eight-time Pro Bowler now, two-time All-Pro. Like, this guy is an animal. So, you know, it just goes to show yeah. this, that, that sizes and everything, man. You know, you got the heart and uh, you put the time in to, uh, you know, perfect your technique. I mean, the, the sky is the limit at that point. Now, you're going to be up in there up there in Indy. You said you're flying out today at some point. Um, yeah. So, when, when, when are you um, scheduled to land in Indy and, you know, get, I guess get, get all settled up there? I'm saying I'm – Leaving at around like eight thirty, and I shall arrive sometime in I think maybe six six thirty in the morning. Okay, and then now, what is what is the first thing you're going to do when you get up there to Indy? Oh, first thing I'm going to do is I'm go straight to sleep. Definitely... <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do when I get up there is um, I'm going to try to interact with as many scouts. Try to you know. Get to know some people, you know, try to, you know, show them that I, you know, mentally can, you know, I'm just as good mentally as I am physically. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a big part of it, too. You know, that, and that's what helps you win interviews, you know, if you do them is if if they see, you know, not only is this guy a great player, but this guy's a great human being as well. 
that that that'll yeah. win over a scout just as fast, man, as putting up some insane numbers um up at the combine. But yeah, man, Indy, um, you know, I was there last year in Indianapolis. It was my first time in Indianapolis, man. Beautiful city. The atmosphere is amazing. There's so so many great spots to go eat. Um, you know, for me, a huge thing was to go see the Peyton Manning statues outside Lucas Oil Stadium. Because Peyton Manning, I was a big fanboy of Peyton Manning. So, you know, getting to st- stand beside those statues was surreal to me. I couldn't believe I was getting to do it. But is there anything that you want to go up there and see? You know, do you want to visit some nice restaurants? Like I said, I've told all the other guys I was talking to that, you know, obviously you're going to be getting prepared. Your mindset is all on the combine. And, you know, so that can be kind of strenuous. So during any of your downtime, what are you going to be trying to do up there in Indy? You know, anything you want to go see, anything you want to do? This will be my first time going to Indianapolis. So, yeah, I'll definitely be doing a lot of sightseeing, getting to know the place a little bit better. Yeah, man, you got to go see the stadium. Lucas Oil Stadium is beautiful. Um, it, I, I was amazed when I saw it. You know, I've only uh, – I've actually, as a matter of fact, David, I'll tell you this, I've been to one NFL game, man. Um, but Lucas Oil Stadium, I, you know, when I went, I was the Carolina Panthers Stadium, which is an amazing stadium. Charlotte's an amazing area. Uh, area. But there's something unique about Lucas Oil Stadium, man. It, it just the, the way it's built and everything, it's a beautiful building. So, so definitely go and see Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, it's not hard to miss, man. It's pretty much about the biggest building uh, around that area. So, but definitely go up and see the statues and everything, man. I, I think you'll uh, enjoy your time a whole lot in Indy. Um, are you more excited to get up there, man, or are you nervous? Like, or is it a little bit of both? Uh, it's honestly a little bit of both. I'm both. I'm excited because this will be my first time going to Indianapolis, but I'm also, you know, a little bit nervous because, like I said, this. This is a big opportunity that um, most people don't get. And I'm just, you know, devising the game plan and, you know, really keeping focus on how I'm going to perform in this uh, this week's combine. Now, when did you figure out or when did you find out that you had been invited? Oh, a couple of days ago, you know, over Twitter, uh, I got a message from Jimmy Kibble and he offered to, you know, invite me after checking uh, out my profile and watching my film. And he sent, he shot me an email, said to, you know, get registered, get ready for the combine. I know it was also kind of on short notice, but I'll, you know, with an opportunity like this and, you know, you know, just shows up, I, I got to take full advantage of it. Hey, man, a guy told me a quote, uh, I think it was just yesterday when I was doing some podcast. A guy told me a quote that opportunities don't go away, they go to someone else. And I think that's an amazing quote that I'm now going to use to tell other people at this point. So I'm I'm glad I got to hear that quote. But, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel is a great guy, man. He runs an amazing event up there in Indy. I met him last year. Me and him have talked a whole lot. This guy is all about the players, so he is going to take care of you, man. Uh, He's a fun guy to be around, fun guy to talk to, easygoing. So I can't wait for you to get to meet him in person. Um but, David, that is going to be the end of the podcast, my man. I'm done a- a- uh, making you a- answer questions. I'm not going to keep making you think a whole lot. I know you're thinking enough <laughs> as it is about everything going on. But, uh, hey, guys, I want you guys to go give my man David some love, please. Please go follow him on Twitter at ddemolition18. David, that is an amazing Twitter name, man. I got to tell you, ddemolition, I love that. I guess, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess you're talking about defensive demol- demolition, right? Yes, sir. 
I love it, man. I love it. I, I knew I was going to um, love talking to you right when I saw the Twitter name. But, yeah, guys, please go give him some love on Twitter, at Demolition. Um, David, it's been a great time talking to you, man. I wish you the best of luck. I know you're going to do too. great up there. I cannot wait to see your numbers. I'll be getting most of the numbers um, after everybody's put up theirs. So I cannot wait to see. I'm going to be – now I'm going to tell you right now, David, I'm going to be watching that bench press. I'm going to be watching that 40. <laughs> I'm going to be watching everything you've mentioned on here, man. So, so don't let me down. Go up there and kill it, and um, I'm sure that you will, all right? All right. All right, David. You take care of yourself, my man. You too. And next man on deck, my guy, Stephen Edwards Jr. Stephen, how are you doing on this beautiful Saturday, my man? I'm good. How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. So let's get this going. You're a cornerback prospect from Kissimmee, Florida. Am I saying it right? It's kind of a tongue twister. Kissimmee, Florida. Okay. (laughs) You played for Augsburg University up in Minnesota, though. Yes, sir. Um, Before you attended that, you uh, went to a JUCO called Itasca Community College. Yeah, Itasca. Itasca. Now, where is that located at? Uh, That's in northern Minnesota, uh, Grand Rapids, about about like two hours from Canada. Okay. All right. So now you're the only boy in your family. Um, You have one younger sister and one older. So so I'm sure that was – did they embarrass you a little bit at football games screaming for you? Yeah, my sisters and my mom used to always go crazy at our games. Uh, <laughs> I bet so. Ones, so no matter how loud the crowd was, I can always hear them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can always hear uh, them screaming for you real loud, man. Yeah. Um, you said football is my first love. You've been playing it since you were three years old. Do you remember the first time that you picked up a football? Uh, I say when I was around like two or three. Uh, I'm not really sure where the love came from. It's just something I was born with, I think, because – even as a little kid, like, my parents always give me, like, basketball, football, soccer, but the football is the one that always stuck with me the most. Like, I always had that one in my hand. So, I say did since you, birth. Did you play any other sports, or was it just football throughout, you know, high school and stuff like that? Yeah, growing up, uh, I played basketball, tennis, and I ran track. I'm sure the track helped out a solid amount in the uh, the football aspect, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you're working on getting your bachelor's degree in business, and I thought this was kind of interesting. You plan on you plan on opening up a sporting goods store back at home when your career is over. What made you want to do that? Uh, just I've always wanted to give back to my community. You know, there's been a lot of support growing up, and you know, just just um, seeing stuff like that we needed growing up. Uh, it wasn't always like a sporting store in the area. You have always had to go to Orlando or like the surrounding cities. So I just wanted to get back to my com- community in the way by opening up a sporting goods store and just have kids in my city, just get stuff that they need, like cleats, gloves, anything that they need and locally uh, for cheap. Yeah. So you basically want to bring the ability for, you know, high school kids or, you know, any age of kids that want to play football or any sports that, you know, uh, really, to be able to get their equipment and it be locally. You don't have to go out of town. It'd be something that's kind of homegrown um, from there in your uh, in your area. So right, exactly. dur- dur- during your career, you've played outside cornerback, nickel, outside linebacker, um, and both safety positions, which is pretty impressive, man. That, that's a lot of versatility. Um, you also said, and I quote, I see myself as a versatile DB with a lot of potential to improve due to not playing the same position in back-to-back years. So 
it's already good, man. You see yourself as a very versatile player, you know, and I think the um, the scouts up at the NSC will see you the same way, especially with, you know, the experience you have at, you know, five different positions. Now, did you play a slot corner at all? Yeah, I played that my, uh, my second year at JUCO, and then I played that a little bit uh, my senior year. Okay, well, I took a look at your film, man, and, and you know, you, you have some impressive film. You're very physical uh, defensive back, and you definitely have a ball hawk mentality. Um, you're not afraid to help out and run support. You know how to position yourself to make a play, and you're a good tackler. You know, a lot of times you'll see with cornerbacks, they're not they're not really uh, they don't have good tackling technique, or either or either they'll almost shy away from it some. But you're you're right in there, man. You'll you'll put your head down and just you'll you'll lay the wood on somebody. So I like seeing that a whole lot on your film, man. Um, like I said, you you help out a lot and run support. It looks like. No matter what's going on, man, you're ready to hit whenever. So, so I applaud that. Um, now, what made you want to attend Augsburg University? Um, after I left my, uh, after I left Saint Aug my junior year, uh, the, there was like a lot of going on with the coaching situation that we were just left up in the air for a couple months. So, I just talked to my head coach and decided that due to like a lot of coaching changes, that I should just transfer. So we came to an agreement with that. And then I had a friend, a couple of friends that go here at Augsburg. So they were like, oh, you just come over here, play your last year at Augsburg. Um, so I sent my film to the coaches. They said they really liked me and they feel like I can uh, help the program improve. So I just decided to attend Augsburg for my last year. So when you played in high school, did you start out playing corner or was that something, you know, did you start out in a different position and then, you, you played corner a little bit, and you were like, okay, now, like, cornerback is what I want to play moving forward. What, what you know, when did you figure out that that was the position you were you were made to play? Well, originally, uh, in high school, I always played safety, you know. Coaches never put me at a corner. You know, I played, like, a lot of outside backer and safety in the box in high school. And then going to Itasca, I played safety my first year. And then uh, sophomore year, my coach saw that, like, I had slimmed up a little bit, you know, I could move a little more. So he's like, we're going to put you at corner. And ever since then, that that's when I, you know, fell in love with the position and felt like I can make a, a huge impact at a corner. Now, what's your weight right now going up to the combine? 185. 185. Is that the, the weight you want to be going up there, or were you trying to add on some uh, some more weight before you, you start doing drills? No, nah, that's the way I'm uh, comfortable at right now. I don't, I don't plan on gaining any more weight or bulking up more until uh, – until after uh, the combine and maybe a pro day coming up in the future. Okay. So I just asked you about, you know, what made you want to go to Augsburg? What made you want to go to St. Augustine? Um, Coming out of Juco, that school, like, they really showed me a lot of love. Um, the coach is actually from Florida as well. So that that was a, a big deciding factor in going there. You know, just the atmosphere, uh, being at HBCU was different. So I just felt like that was the right decision for me at that time. Okay, now how did JUCO help you out in your personal life and I guess in your football career? You know, what did you learn from being at a JUCO? Uh, the JUCO struggle is real. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about the JUCO struggle, but uh, it helped me grow up fast. Um, being there as my being there on my own independently forced me to grow up faster and learn more about the world itself. And then as a football player, uh, my coaches came from military background, came from other colleges, so I had a lot of different coaches from different areas coached me all at once. So they helped me um, become the football player I am today as far as, like, toughness, attitude, and how to approach the game. 
It sounds like you had a pretty good variety in your coaches. You probably got to learn a lot of different aspects of the game since you had such a, a wide variety in your coaches. And, you know, it's, it's never a bad thing when, you know, your coaches come from a military background because you know they're going to push you extremely hard. You know, exactly. they're, they're going to push you as far as you can go to be the best that you can be. And, you know, you can't ask for anything else um, than that from a, from a coach, especially a football coach. Now, can you remember the moment? I don't know if you can single in on it. Can you remember the moment that you realized that football was your passion and that this is what you wanted to do moving forward? Uh, actually, my freshman year at Itasca, uh, when I first got to Juco World, football's always been a dream. But once I got to college, I realized the amount of work you had to put in off the field and, like, on your own time other than practice and the scheduled, time, scheduled list that the coach gave us. So once I found out and found out the real grind that it takes to become a football player, a professional football player, I embraced that and enjoyed the process and realized, like, okay, this is really my passion. That's that's amazing, man. Yeah, I always try to ask guys, you know, what what was there a moment? You know, some guys say there was. You know, some of them are just like, well, I just love the sport, so that's kind of it. But some people say, you know, there was actually something and it just hit me one day. You know, this is this is my passion. This is what I want to do for the long haul. And you know, it started right there, but. What type of training are you going through right now um, to get prepared for the combine? Um, ever since December, once the season ended, I started training at ETS Performance Facility uh, here in Richfield, Minnesota. Uh, I've been, you know, doing that for a couple months. Uh, we do a lot of speed training and weight training, and just a lot of drills and stuff geared towards the combine that can help me when I get there. Is there a certain part of your skill set that you're you're you know, kind of honing in on the most, you know, th that you're working on more than um, maybe the other parts of your game that you really want to make sure is on on, uh, on its highest level up there at the combine? Uh, we've been focusing more on my 40, uh, the 5, 10, 5 drill and the L drill. So just working on my speed and change of direction is like what I really want to focus on most. Um, everything else, like as far as DB drills, that really comes natural to me. Uh, we've been working on that as well, but those three drills the most is what I've been focusing on. So I've asked every other player this, Stephen. I'm going to ask you the same. You do not have to release information. Um, but can I get a prediction for what you're going to put up in the 40? Or, again, as most of the other guys have done, they've, they've decided <laughs> they want to make it a surprise. But um, can we get a prediction, or do you want to do the same thing? You want to make it a surprise for the scouts up there? No, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to run a sub 4 or 5. Okay, you're the first guy, man, to give me a. I'm pretty sure the first guy to give me his 40 time prediction. So you're saying a sub four five is what you are predicting up there? Yes, sir. Is that something you're going to be happy with? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, growing up, I wasn't always the fastest guy. I'm just my speed really translates on the field. But growing up in high school, uh, I was I was always like in a four six range. You know, I got faster working on my technique. So I say sub four five. I love it, man. I love it. Now, what part of your game do you think is going to surprise scouts the most up there in Indy? You know, what do you think, you, you know, what will you perform well in? These guys are like, wow, you know, we weren't expecting him to come in or a cornerback to do so well in that. What, what are you thinking you may some, surprise some guys with? Uh, I said my five ten five, and then just my DB drills, uh, all the drills that they put us through because um, I don't know if you can really tell on film, but, you know, I'm just a guy that I have good footwork and, good instincts and stuff like that. So hopefully that can be shown on display when we go through all the DB drills. What would you say is your the strongest part of your game? 
If you had to, if you had to scout yourself, what do you think is the strongest part of your game? Uh, my physicality and toughness, and that comes from just playing in Florida, growing up in little league, middle school, high school. We were always taught to be tough, you know, playing against older guys, just going hard. It's a different mentality that we have down there when it comes to football. It's kind of like you're playing for your life. So physicality and toughness has always been been something, a part of my game that I feel like is my strength. So I'm going to tell you this, you know, I definitely did notice your footwork and your technique and everything on film. I'm going to tell you something else I, I noticed on film that I, I promised myself I'd bring up to you. Okay. I noticed you wear Jordans for your cleats, <laughs> and you got a little bit of flashiness to you, my man. I love that. And I noticed those immediately. The first play I was watching, I was like, my man has some a uh, little bit of swag to him out there on the field. <laughs> so, so I love that, man. The, the Jordans, Jordans definitely caught my eye. Now, what drill do you think, you know, you've, you've given me a couple of things that you think you're going to do well in, but I want you to give me one, the, the number one. What drill do you think you're going to kill it in up there? What what drill do you think, you know, it's not really anything you're nervous about, you know, I've got this. Like, I, I'm going to I'm gonna crush this drill. I said uh, the shuttle, the 5 drill. And what, 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 what makes you think that? Just the way my training been going, uh, with my trainer we've been working on, we've been timing every drill leading up to this point, and that's the one where I know for sure that, like, Scott's going to probably be like, wow. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, a couple of guys, you know, a couple of guys, well, you know, I was talking to a defensive tackle. I was talking to a, a center earlier. And, you know, that, of course, those guys are like, oh, we're going to crush it in the bench press. And, you know, um, which I think is extremely impressive. I think anything you guys are doing in the gym is impressive. You know, I'm, I'm a small guy, man. I'd love to be able to do some of the <laughs> stuff that, that y'all are doing in the gym. The gym. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm glad to hear that you're real confident in that drill. You know, you you got to have some confidence going in. You know, of course you're going to be yeah, nervous. Definitely. You're going to be a little bit antsy. But, you know, I know all of you guys are confident in your game. You wouldn't have made it to this point if you weren't confident in your game. So, so I love hearing that, man. Now, we're going to have a little bit of fun right here. What is your favorite NFL team? I don't really have a favorite NFL team, but if I had to pick one, I'll say the Tampa Bay Bucks because that's like an hour away from home, so it's kind of considered the hometown team. You ever been to an NFL game? Oh, yeah. I've been in a lot of Bucks games growing up. Okay, well, you got to be a Tampa Bay Bucks fan then, man. You, <laughs> you're going to have to, from, from now on, you got to be a Tampa Bay <laughs> Buccaneers fan. Um, and, hey, man, I, I hope one day I'll be uh, turning on the game and you'll be, you'll be playing in Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers uniform. That'd be amazing. Hey, definitely. That's a dream. Now I'm gonna ask you two different questions right here. What is your who or who is your favorite player in NFL now? I mean NFL player, yeah. And uh, who's your favorite all time? My favorite NFL player right now, uh, I gotta stay loyal to my guy, even though he's a free agent right now. Vernon Hargraves from well, he was on the Texas, but he just got waived. That's my favorite player right now. Just watching that, him. That is the most interesting. That caught me so off guard, Stephen. You have no <laughs> idea. That that. That is a, a pretty cool guy to have as your uh, favorite player. Now, why is he your favorite player? Uh, just watching him at the University of Florida. Uh, he's actually from Tampa as well. So watching him from the senior high school through Florida, playing for the Bucks, it was just – I always compare myself to him, like, same similar height, similar weight, just his style of play. Like, I always model my game after him. So that's a guy I look up to still to this day. Okay. Who's your favorite all-time player? Favorite all-time, Darrell Rivas. Oh, man. Revis Island, baby. You can't go yeah. wrong with that. Um, yeah, Daryl Revis, man. I loved watching Daryl Revis. You know, obviously he went 
down a little bit of a slump toward the end of his career. But, you know, during the, the, his prime, man, you could not – Daryl Revis would take away completely a whole part of the field, Definitely. 100%. The quarterback might as well not even look over there because they were on Revis Island. Um, so, I mean, what makes Daryl Revis your favorite player? Is, is it one thing or, or a couple of things? Um, just watching a lot of YouTube videos on him and stuff like that, watching him play. Uh, I just love the way he approaches the game. Uh, watching Darrell Revis like on YouTube and stuff, he actually he actually shows the importance of watching film and breaking down film. Um, a lot of it has to do like what you do on the field, but film like film can really put you ahead of your opponent each and every game, and he showed that weekly just by studying his opponent, learning tendencies and stuff like that. <clears throat> That's what I like the most. I was about to ask you, man. It's actually a question I was about to ask you. How, how much do you dive into film? Are you a big film guy? Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, this this past year, uh, I've actually watched film the most I have, and like any year I played of uh, college football. Obviously, I watched a lot going through college, but this past year is a lot because I just wanted to be that type of person to. Hey, I want to know like if you lined up a certain way, what route you're going to run, or how you came off the line, if you're going to get the ball. Just studying my opponent, I broke him down all the way up to like the gloves he would wear. Uh, I even looked into his family and all that just to see the type of person he was. So <laughs> watching watching film is very important to my game, and I I plan to take that to the next level. So so let me ask you this. Did um was your dad, did your dad ever play football or anyone else in your family? You know, you said you've got two sisters. Um, so did anyone else in your family play football or was it is this kind of just your thing? You know, you just kind of came out and you, you won the ball. Uh, my dad played a little bit in high school. He didn't really finish, but I think it was just something that was just instilled in me, like something I was born with, the love of the game. That's amazing, man. Now, what player do you model your game after the most? And I – now – I'm saying, you know, this guy could still be in college that you, you model your game after, but I, you know, I'm, I'm more talking NFL. Or is there a couple of guys? You know, it doesn't just have to be one guy. If, if you take a, a little bit from a couple of different players' game and you form it into your, to, to make your game, who are those guys and, you know, what do you take from them? Uh, it's three players I model my game after the most. Um, Vernon Hargreaves, of course. Uh, I like his uh, footwork, his man-to-man coverage. Uh, uh, Honey Badger from the Chiefs. I love his versatility, how he can play multiple positions, and he, he definitely played at a high level, um, helping lead his team to the Super Bowl. And Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas is smart, and he's very physical and not afraid to hit anybody. You are the, I believe you're the third guy to come on the TSR podcast and say the amount of respect you have for uh, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, definitely. So that guy is getting a ton of love on this podcast, man. There was a couple of guys I had that said their favorite player, no doubt in their mind, was Tyron Matthew. Yes. So, you know, Tyron Matthew, he, he is the epitome of versatility, man. That guy is not scared of anything. That guy, that guy, you could be, have a picture of him beside the word competitor in the dictionary. Um, you know, and, and, you know a, a lot of guys, you know, I said this to another guy, and just, just from, you know, I'm, I'm saying this to you guys because, you know, I see you guys are so versatile coming into the combine, you know, um, Derwin James was a big guy who was really, really versatile, who could play corner, safety, linebacker, he even came off, put his hand in the ground and rushed the uh, pass or something. So, so a lot of guys, Jamal Adams as well, a lot of guys that are really versatile, and you know that's how the, the game is evolving. They want versatility. They're, if you're yeah. a one-man show at this point, you may not make the cut because they want you to be able to learn quickly 
and learn well what you need to do in other positions as well in case of injuries, in case of position changes, anything like that. So, you know, it's you have an advantage going in. If you're versatile and, and you know, you've studied your stuff and you know how to play different positions, you all you already have a head start, man. You, you're already looking good for the future. Um, now, let me ask you this. Being, being at JUCO and and then going to the other colleges, what do you think? And I've, I've going through all the college you've, you've been at. What was the, the major thing that you learned? The one thing that you learned that stuck with you? Uh, I learned to just respect the game. Um, whether you're working now, <clears throat> whether you're on the field, whether, anytime you step on the field, anytime you step in the game, like just respect the game. Go hard at it. Go 100 miles per hour. Don't be lazy and don't take plays off because at the end of the day, you never know when your last time playing football is going to be. That is absolutely true, man. You never know. And if an inj- injury could pop up. Anything can happen, man. You got, and it's just like that. That's a way that you need to go about everyday life. You never know when it could end, man. So you need to completely, you know, don't take it for granted. Give it your all every day. You know, you know, you're blessed to be playing this game. You're you're blessed to be breathing. So, you know, don't take plays off like you just said. Don't take days off. Just give it your all constantly. So when are you when are you heading up to Indy? When when are you? Um, or are you already there? Are you, are you already in Indy, or are you still um, waiting to head out? No, I should be there tomorrow night. I, okay, you flying? Okay, you're, you're flying out. Yeah. Um, now, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get up there? Uh, well, since I'm getting there late at night, I'm just going to. Oh, you're just going to knock out then? Yeah, basically. But I mean, hopefully, I'm not really there to really see the city. I'm there for a business trip, but. Hopefully, if I have some free time, I can, like, walk around and see what Indianapolis is about. Absolutely, man. Indianapolis is a beautiful, beautiful city, man. Um, I was up there last year for the NFL Combine. It's honestly just an amazing – it's just an amazing atmosphere. And, you know, my biggest thing – you know, and I've said this time and time – time and time again on this podcast you know i'm a big sentimental guy with uh football so i first thing i wanted to do first thing 100 percent was go see the uh, peyton manning statues outside lucas oil stadium i was a big peyton manning fan is there anything you know like you said this is a business trip and you know it's good that you're treating it as such but is there anything you know you're going to have a little bit of downtime here and there yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything you want to do up there you know just if 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 it's, you know, you can tell me if it's, oh, I just want to go try some new places to eat. That's cool. Or if you want to go see certain stuff, you know, what would you do up there in your downtime if you if you get a little bit of it to yourself? Uh, I'll probably just uh, go get something to eat, see what kind of food they got, and definitely make a stop by the uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Those are two things I want to do. Lucas Oil is a beautiful stadium, my man. Now, do you know any of the other guys that are going to be up here at this event? No, I don't know anybody that's going to be there. See, so you're heading up, you're up, going up blindfolded and confident, right? Yep. Hey, man, I love, I love the confidence, one hundred percent. So, Stephen, I love having you on here, man. I appreciate you coming on. I also wanted to ask you real quick: um, Has Jimmy Kimball been in touch with you at all? Uh, yeah, we emailed a few times, uh, back and forth. But I understand he's a busy man, so we haven't really talked that much. Jimmy Kimball is a busy man, but he is a football man. He will take care of you. The guy is very fun to be around. I met him last year. He's going to look after you, man. He puts on an amazing event up there. So I, I personally can't wait. I can't wait to see what numbers you put up up there. 
you know, I'll, I'll be getting the numbers. Um, I won't be able to make the trip to Indy this year, but I will be getting the numbers after, you know, they're posted and everything. So I will be able to see what you did. And I'm going to be watching that 40 time, man. I'm going to be upset with you if you don't get that, uh, that four or five <laughs> or, or below, man. I, so I'm pulling for you. I know you, I know you're going to do a great job though. Uh, I know you're going to kill it in all your other drills, and I know you're going to make me and all those scouts up there um, very, very, very proud of you as well as your family. But, guys, please go give this man a follow on Twitter, at Stephen D. Wards Jr. on Twitter. Do um, you have an Instagram? Yeah, uh, all my social media is at Stephen Edwards Jr. All right. So, everybody, y'all heard that. Please go give this man some love. We loved having him on the TSR podcast. Steven, I appreciate it, man. And I know you're you're ready to get everything going. I just wanted you to have a little bit of fun, answer some questions for me, and you did a fantastic job, my man. But, look, I will be getting in touch with you, man. Hey, maybe we can have you back on here again after you go up there and you do your stuff, man. I'd love for you to come back on here and we talk about, you know, what it was like being up there, you know, how you think you performed, what you could have done better, or what you're very proud of that you did. So, so you know, if you want to do that, man, I, we would love to have you. Yeah, I'll definitely be open to uh, talk to you again after the combine. All right, Stephen. Well, I appreciate it, man, and and uh, have safe travels up there, my friend. Hey, thank you. Uh, have a good right. day. All right, yes, sir. And last but certainly not least, I've got Zach Cofrancesco here with me. How are you doing today, Zach? I'm doing great, Mr. Patterson. Great to be here. Yeah, man, I'm glad you're here. Um, let's introduce you to everyone a little bit. So you're a safety prospect from the University of New Haven. Absolutely. You, yep. you grew up in East Haven, Connecticut. So how was it growing up in Connecticut, man? Uh, it's good. I mean, Connecticut's not really, like, hugely known for, you know, sending football guys to the next level. So, you know, a lot of us have that, like, underdog chip on our shoulder, which I kind of, like, feed off of. I love that energy. Um but, yeah, you know, grew up in East Haven, played high school ball, like, two towns over. And I really, How big of an area is East Haven? Is it a real big area or is it a smaller? No, yeah, I'd say it's on the smaller end. It's not, a, it's not huge, but it's not, it's not, like, too small either. I'd say in the middle. I'd say it sounds like a little bit like where I'm from. Um, you've been playing football since you were about seven years old. So I guess you imagine or you can remember the um, first time you picked up a football. Yeah, I remember my practice was actually right across the street. We're just playing on the grass, you know, wearing wearing the little black Nike cleats. It's the best time of my life. Yeah, football was a whole lot simpler back then, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, hand the ball off or throw it. That was yeah, it. exactly. That was the only two <laughs> options you had. You didn't have to worry about anything else. So you played wide receiver, DB, and you were also a punt returner in high school. Uh, what position out of those three? Now, obviously, you're a DB now, but – it, you know, did you did you like DB more than the others back then, or did you like wide receiver more? What was your favorite position in high school? Yeah, I mean, obviously scoring touchdowns is great and all, but I always love defense. I'd rather hit than be hit. So I've always had that mentality growing up my whole life, and I just – the physicality of it, I love playing defense. Yeah, man, most of the guys that I talked to that play defense, it was just something about them when they started playing that they would much rather, you know, instead of celebrating in the end zone for a touchdown, they'd rather hit somebody. So that's, that's where they got their love for uh, being on defense. So your senior year, you were a team captain, and your team made it to the state championship. Yeah. And you sadly ended up losing there. But your season was also cut short um, around the halfway mark, you said, due to an injury where you broke your foot in practice. Do you remember how you broke your foot in practice? Yeah, I was actually um, I was on defense, and the scout team threw a pass up, and I went to go break it up, and I did. But the way I landed on my foot was like on the side of it, 
and it just crushed my fifth metatarsal and like snapped it completely mm. broke. And then you said now, and then now that was in high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and then after looking at several schools, you decided you wanted to go to LIU Post, and you thought that was the best fit for you. Yeah, Long Island University Post. That's that's where I felt had the best all round feel for everything. So I decided to go there. And then, unluckily, you uh, you know, you redshirt your first year, and right before spring ball, you break your foot again in the exact same spot. And I couldn't catch a break this time in my life. Was it so, the exact same play that you came down wrong, or, or what was it this time around? It it was a very similar um, thing, actually. It was just coming down, landing on my foot wrong, and it broke in the same exact spot. I don't know if it was because it was weaker from the first time. The first time, I couldn't get surgery because they wanted it to grow back naturally because I was under 18, and I guess like you could still be growing, so there could be complications later. But then the second time, I ended up getting surgery, and it's been perfect ever since. Now, did you know that's exactly what it was when you felt it again? I Yeah, I knew right in my head. I was like, I heard the little crunch, and I knew exactly what it, what it was. Yeah, I imagine your heart just sank, man. You know, it, uh, that, you, that's, the, the, that's terrible luck to, to break it twice the, you know, in the exact same spot. That's I know that's got to be terrible luck. But the yeah. next year, you came out and showed coaches – um, enough to earn yourself a scholarship. And then the next year you uh, did enough to earn an even bigger scholarship. Yeah, that was a great feeling knowing like that I didn't give up and I just worked harder and harder every time after the injury. Like I feel like I had more to prove coming back each time and I'm glad it paid off. We're talking about having something to prove. We're, I'm going to talk to you about that here in a little bit because I saw, I see a lot of that in your film. We'll get to that here in a minute. But you decided to transfer to University of New Haven for grad school, and you were, you were going there to finish out your academic and college athletic career. Um, mm-hmm. You wanted to do that closer to home. What made you, you know, want to move back closer to home? Um, a couple, couple of reasons. Honestly, the main reason was uh, the money. I just felt like having the opportunity to go to school and get my master's for for free was a huge opportunity now it was partially uh athletic because my eligibility ended in the fall but I also got an academic scholarship as well and the fact that I'm commuting from home now saved me on room and board so it made my fifth year completely free which was a blessing yeah, man, anytime you can save a whole, whole lot of money, which is probably what you did, that's always a blessing. So, you know, I'm glad that was able to happen for you. But also, your final season, you you had a really, really good season. You amassed 73 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, two interceptions, one sack, and three pass breakups. I mean, that that's that's um putting a notch in every box right there, man. You, you uh, had a great season. You received first-team all-conference honors, and you got an invite to both the National Bowl and the D2 Bowl. So I knew you were extremely proud of yourself. The hard work had paid off at that point. What was it like um in the National Bowl and the D2 Bowl? What were those experiences like for you? Oh, they were a great time. I mean, the National Bowl was the first one I went to, and just, like, the first thing we did there was we filled out these two forms and then, like, three scouts come walking in. There was guys from the Browns, the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Jets. Like it was like, it was so surreal that these scouts were literally like feet in front of us, just here for us the whole weekend, like watching us, scouting us. And then they were at both the practices. The game was great. I feel like I played really well in the game. I had the second most tackles on my team, like two pass breakups and a pick. I played pretty well. So I'm happy with that. It's, it's always the, good. Well, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, in the D2 Bowl was in Myrtle Beach, and that was also a great experience. Yeah, man. Um, 
Myrtle, Myrtle Beach is an exciting area just to go down to anyway, honestly. But yeah. uh, what, what do you think was your favorite, the National Bowl or the D2 Bowl? Uh, the National Bowl was my favorite. It was in Florida. The warm weather was so nice. The, they had a ton of scouts. The, it was just – it was such a competitive atmosphere. Like, I loved it. Oh, I would trade a lot of beaches. Uh, see, I'm down here in Virginia, so I'd trade any beach down here in Virginia for a Florida beach, man. You cannot beat any of that. Talking to a Connecticut guy. Hey, hey, I imagine. <laughs> I imagine you love being down there in that Florida weather, man. But yeah. uh, you said you would describe yourself as an extremely hard worker um, that has defeated the odds. And I think I would 100% agree with you after hearing about, you know, the two injuries you've gone through um, and things like that. And you said also you would consider yourself a leader both on and off the field and that you would not only push yourself to be great, but you would also help your teammates to get better every day as well. Yes, correct. So, so what, what does it mean to you to not only better yourself, but to better, better the guys that are out there next to you, you know, fighting for it just as hard as you are? Well, so I've been a part of teams that have, you know, had undefeated seasons and teams that have not and have just missed playoffs. And I feel like the difference is the team as a whole is great from head to toe. Like they have outstanding players on the starting team, everyone, you know, everyone's great. But then also the people who aren't starting really want to win. And they contribute in other ways, whether it's practice or in the weight room or whatever. And I just feel like when you have the whole team that, you know, has the same goal and everyone's striving to be great, that's the difference right there. Yeah, it's always different when everybody buys in. When everybody knows the goal they want and they'll all do anything they can to get to get to that goal basically exactly you're, you're always going to have a better situation with that um so what i took away from your film man did a little bit of uh watching through some of your film you're very physical very mm-hmm. physical you come downhill fast man to help, help uh help out and run support i love watching that you you do not shy away from contact whatsoever um you're good in coverage you also play like you have something to prove that is something i actually put down here play like you have something to prove <laughs> I do. Um, I appreciate you seeing that. You just have it's. It's like you. It's like someone has said you. You. You're not good enough. It, it looks like they say it to you before every play, and you just come out of a cannon. Like you. You just. You're gonna prove somebody wrong on this play, the next play, the play before. So I, I love seeing that intensity, man. That that's amazing. And you know when when you get up there, scouts are gonna love seeing that too. Just seeing a guy that will give it 100 percent or 110 percent. It does not every matter. Part. And I, right. So I, that stuck out immediately on um, to me on film, man. So I can guarantee you everybody else sees it too. But I this is something that. else. You will play with a unique fire, and this is why I say that. You would you'd make a play in the film I was watching. It was almost like after every play you made, um, you got up yelling, you know, flexing. You were just you <laughs> just so happy you made the play. Just got to fire the boys up, you know. <laughs> exactly. All your guys were around you, like like yelling at you and shaking you. It's just that makes that makes me. I, I don't even. I've never even played football, man. And that makes me want to play football. Just yeah, see those, that. Those moments are the moments I live for. Like something just takes over where you you make a play and just like an uncontrollable force, like whatever it is after, whether it's like just getting up, like like you said, yelling, flexing, whatever. It just it just takes over, and it's yeah, such a good feeling. Definitely, man. So it's awesome to watch that on film. So let me ask you this: What made you want to attend LIU Post? You said that you you figured that that was the best place for you. So what made that the best place for you, Zach? So I did want a school that had good academics, and I felt like they fit that. Another important thing was the people. I feel like everyone I talked to there, meeting the team, I just – I felt a vibe 
that I absolutely loved. And then most importantly, I felt like they were a winning program. And, you know, coming out with no no scholarship offers at all, I felt like if I was going to prove it, I'd want to prove it on a winning team, you know? Not just going to a program. Not, you know, everyone could could have been good in any year. But they, I feel like they had a reputation for being a great program. And I felt if I could be a starter on one of the more elite teams in the conference, that that would be me proving to myself I always knew I could play. Well, you definitely proved yourself and other people right too, man, because you came out and balled at LIU Post. What made you want to go to the University of New Haven? Um, so LIU Post actually moved up to Division One to play in the NEC, and I was really, really excited for that, and I was totally about it. But then, like I said, I just, you know, I talked to my parents. I felt like it was better for me and my future to – finish out my fifth year closer to home and then when I was talking to other schools after like all the NE10 schools saw me already because I played against them so all of them contacted me you know I could have went to any single one of them but again the same decision in my head University of New Haven was the top dog with LIU leaving and I wanted to be you know on the best team possible help make them better like I'm just one person but I feel like if I can be a piece to that puzzle to make that team great, that's what I wanted. That's awesome, man. Now, what made you want to play football? Um, honestly, I was kind of born into a football family. Like, none of my family played football, per se, but they all loved the Dallas Cowboys. So, like, they just got me into football, signed me up for it. I don't even – I don't know if I asked if they signed me up for it. I just remember playing on the grass, like – now everything's turf, but I remember playing in the grass, dirt, scratches, all that. Like, just, just loving just the game for football. everything that it is. Yeah, really just much. loving it right off rip. Like, then I played tackle in like third, fourth grade, fell in love with it even more. So I'm gonna tell you my problem, Zach. So I've always loved football and been weirdly like addicted to it, but I was never ever big enough to play it. So this is how I get my, you know, I, I get to uh, experience football is doing scouting and things like that. So I wish I was big enough to play, oh, man. Awesome. I, I wish I wish I could go out there and uh, hit somebody, but there's no way I could tackle any of you guys. No, no <laughs> chance whatsoever. Um, being, do you remember being a part of football in any aspect is awesome. I've always thought about like being a commentator, a coach. Like it's it's anything. Honestly, it's, it's life changing. It, it's so great just being a part of it. You know, there's a saying that they say there uh, there is no next year without sports. <laughs> I like that one. So you know that's uh, it's actually a quote that one of my friends has uh, in his house framed, but. Um, and I firmly believe it, man. You're always looking towards the next year and improving and stuff like that. So, so sports are, are a real big part of my life and obviously a big part of yours. Now, can you remember a moment? I don't know if it was something you were watching, something you were doing. What was the moment that you had? I don't know if it was high school, college, that you realized that football was your passion and you pretty much figured out in that moment, okay, this is something I can do. This is something that if I, if I give this everything I've got, I, I can be really good at this sport. Um, I'd I'd probably say around, like, 7th, 8th grade, we were just, like, at, like, our youth football banquet, and, like, I'm used to going out there to the games, just, like, we're having fun, like, trying to, you know, win for the boys, like, doing as much as I can, and just, like, running around people, really, and then, like, at one of the banquets, like, everyone was just talking about, like, yeah, Zach's definitely our best player, like, just, like, giving me, like, huge compliments that, like, I wasn't even expecting, like, I, we had, like, a team MVP or something, and I got it. But it was at that moment I was just like, wow, like, I not only love this, but I'm really good at this. Like, I want to 
I, at then I was so young. I was like, I want to do this in high school. And then as soon as I got to high school, I knew I wanted to play in college. It's it's always good when your, um, your teammates, even, you know, even if they don't say it to you a lot, but it's, it's always good when they can lift you up and make you, make you realize, uh, you know, if you're a special player, how special you really are and make you feel that, you know, that that's part of being a teammate too, is going up and, you know, even if you, you win or lose, you go up to this guy and say, Hey man, you know, you had a hell of a game today. You know, yeah. just, just letting them know, like, look, you didn't, you know, you left everything out on that field and, you know, we appreciate it. So, so, you know, that, that's huge. That's a big part of being a teammate, man. Win or lose, always lift your guys up because they're going to be fighting with, you, you know, every game. Um, now, what type of training are you going through right now to be getting prepared for the combine? Yeah, so I've been training at a facility called Breakout Athlete. It's in North Brantford. Um, and I've actually been training with other athletes that have the same goal as me. But I used to train there for the football seasons and I would go there like three to four times a week over summer on top of the the school workouts that they gave us but since the season ended and this is a different type of training I've been going there exclusively for pro day training so technique on the 40 the shuttle the three cone drill vertical broad also doing some like leg strength training because a lot of them are legs the bench press obviously is chest but everything else involves legs. So between getting the legs stronger and focusing really, really hard on the technique, that's the type of training I've been doing. Sounds good, man. Now, what part of your skill set are you the most, uh, I guess, are you putting most of your work into? What part of your skill set is, your, you know, you see it as the most important that you get this ready when you get up there? For Tuesday? Yeah, so so what part of your skill set, if there is one, are you working on a certain part of your skill set that you really want to make yeah. sure that it's on your top, it's it's at top notch? So I I feel for scouts, you know, the 40 is very important. So I've been trying to really focus my technique on that. But I also have been trying to focus on the ones I feel are my best. I feel like I'm very, very quick and agile. So I'm trying to not, I want to get, you know, the ones that aren't my best to be good numbers, but the ones that are my best, I want to absolutely blow away. So the the three cone, the three cone L drill and the shuttle, I'm looking to blow those two away. So I've been focusing really hard on making sure I could have the best numbers possible. Okay, so, for all, but yeah. So the last guy I interviewed, he uh, he was the first guy out of a, a solid amount of guys that I've asked. Um, do you have a 40 prediction? Now, you don't have to tell me, Zach. You do not have to tell me your 40 prediction. If you want to leave it as a surprise, you can tell me, man. I mean, uh, you cannot tell me. But do you have a prediction for it, or do you want to leave it as something, you know, you'll just let them see when you get up in Indy? I have a general area in mind. Like, when we're doing all this training, we know where our numbers are around. But I think I'm going to leave it for a surprise, trying to impress you guys. Hey, man, go up there and blow them away. I know you're, you're absolutely <laughs> going to. Now, what part of your game do you think is going to sur- surprise scouts the most? What do you think? You're going to get up there. This, you know, scouts going to be like, "All right, here comes safety. This is this is Zach. We want to see what this guy's got." And they're like, "Wow, you know, we that is impressive. We didn't expect him to perform like that." You know, what 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 drill are you thinking? Um, uh, one of the two I mentioned, either the shuttle or the three cone. I'm I'm looking to be one of the top performers in those two categories. So I think, if, you know, if I achieve that goal. They're going to be like, he has, you know, great change of direction, and he's really, really quick. So, Okay, what do you think they're going to learn about you as a player and as a person? From from the combine? From the combine. Uh, I mean, this one's tough because everyone's going to go in there, like, just completely 
focused. Like I, I guess I guess I lied to you, man. I guess I did put you on the spot for one question. <laughs> it's okay. I, I mean, I think they're they're gonna learn that um, it, it's all out or nothing. But again, I feel like that goes for everyone. But I think I think the way they see me pushing myself and giving one hundred percent, ten percent, and the you know the two reps we get, the bench press. I think they might be impressed by how many I get for my size. Um, yeah, I, I think they're gonna be you know they're gonna look at me and say, right, he's not the biggest guy," and then they're gonna see numbers and say, "All right, this kid can ball." Yeah, this guy put up some good numbers and not be the biggest guy out here. That's impressive. Uh, Zach, Zach impressed us 100%. Uh, so what, what are you weighing at right now, Zach? Is there a target weight you're trying to get, or, or, is, or are you comfortable with the weight you're already at? I, I'm around 187, 188. You know, it changes by like a pound each day, up or down, but I around 188. Was there a target weight you were trying to get to, or were you just trying to go in at, at the weight you were comfortable at? Um, I feel comfortable at this weight um, that I'm at right now. I ended the season around 185, so I put on three pounds. I feel like it, you know, it was good muscle weight, and I, you know, shedded some fat as well. Not that I really have too much on, but <laughs> you know, every every everything matters. Everything matters. Needs That's right, man. Everything matters, man. I know you're gonna be locked every in little detail. Now, I want to have a little bit of fun right here with you, Zach. Um, what is your favorite NFL team? Now, you just said that you were, you were born pretty much into a Dallas Cowboys family. Yes. Do, you, do you follow the same suit, or you go a different Cowboys fan. Die-hard Cowboys fan, man. If I, if I get the opportunity to play at the next level, you know, might not be my favorite team anymore. Might, the team I'm on would be my favorite team. Hey, that's right. You got you got to change real quick who your favorite team is, man. If you change get signed, real quick. It, it changes real quick as soon as you sign on uh, sign on that paper. Now, who is your favorite player? And I'm, I'm going to ask you this two different ways. Who is your favorite player in the league now? And then who is your favorite player all time? Oof. Okay. My favorite player right now, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but is a tie between Tyron Matthew and Earl Thomas. Because I feel those are the two players I emulate my game through. Just that, like, that gritty, physical, flying around the field, always near the ball mentality. So those two definitely right now. I think that is the – I'm pretty sure, if I'm counting this in my head correctly, you are the fourth guy – this is a, a blowing me away right now. You are the fourth guy to come on here and say that Tyron Matthew is either your favorite player – or either you take something from his game. So this this podcast, yeah. I should just, you know. If I, honey, if he the ran, honey Badger Mentality Podcast. <laughs> hey, that's right, man. If he would listen to it, I would send him this episode because he would be blown away at all the guys that are saying they want to be uh, just like, you know, Tyron Matthew on the field. Yeah. I mean, so, he also, like, he overcame stuff as well. Like, he had some things going on in his life, and he overcame that, and he's just he's flourishing right now, and it's just amazing to see. He is flourishing right now. You you can't flourish any better than just winning a Super Bowl, can you, man? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Earl Thomas, man. Earl Thomas Same has been thing. through a lot with, <laughs> with you know breaking his leg, and you know it was real sad seeing him go off the field in that air cast after breaking his leg. And he comes back, man. That guy comes back and he hits you even harder next time. Yeah. And another thing, Tyron Matthew, they both of them are undersized, man. You know, it, it, I That's can right. see how it, you know it, it. You emulate that. That's right. I, I, I can see how that that uh, definitely connects with you and makes you want to. Um, do the same thing as they're doing right now. Yeah, you know, like you, it's tough to be like offensive lineman or that's undersized and like succeed. But I feel like many people have shown that you could be a defensive back that's not six foot plus and you could strive. Like I feel like it's one of you know as mo- do most positions, but I feel like heart counts too. But you can't really measure that, you know. 
No, yeah, it would be great if you could measure heart. That would make things a lot easier. <laughs> that would be huge. But, but I'm going to tell you this, you know, like you just said, the game is showing that smaller DBs are able to, to play the game very well and very efficiently. And, you know, a lot of it goes into, like, the NFL draft, too. You know, for the past drafts, they've they've showed that, you know, uh, what do they want? They want long, lengthy cornerbacks. And, and yeah. guys who are, have a lot of length to them, a big wingspan. But you, you stop and look at it, man. You know, a lot of your cornerbacks that were really, really good and are good right now weren't big guys. You know, um, Richard Sherman's a big guy, but you got Daryl Revis wasn't a huge guy. Patrick yeah. Peterson wasn't a big guy. Earl Thomas isn't a big guy. Um, and Jair Alexander for the Packers, he's not a big guy. But these guys play efficiently, and it's because they got a lot of heart, man. And, you know, yeah. heart can uh, – Talent, talent can go so far, but so can heart, man. You know, if you, if you got a lot of heart and you, you put time in in the film room and you, and you study your craft enough, man, the the sky is absolutely the limit. That's now, right. I was, was going to ask you, are you a big film watching guy? Yeah. Oh, huge. Once you know, once camp ends, because camp I feel is more about making you know us better. Like this season was different. I had to learn a whole new playbook. I had to really like focus on that. But even then, film on myself during that period and then once it's game week time just complete film on the other opponent trying to pick up on anything I could possibly pick up on seeing their like you know tendencies what the quarterback's looking at everything the way receivers run routes just trying to pick up anything just to help me when we play them now let me ask you this now you're with being a safety obviously I saw you in you know two safety sets uh do you ever play single high um, sometimes, yes. Sometimes. So you're, you're pretty much comfortable e- either way. I now, play, I played both. I've played both though. Cause it, it would depend on the situation and the play call, but I would either be the single high safety or I'd be rolled down. Okay. There's been times I played a little outside linebacker too. Okay. So you're, you're a little, little versatility to your game. Now, um, do you play, can you play both safety spots or is there one you prefer, uh, prefer? No, I can play both safety spots. And that one you really prefer over the other one? You'll, you'll do anything they ask you to do at that safety position? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So so let me ask you this. Who's your favorite all-time player? Favorite all-time player. Whew. Oh, man. Um, this, one, this one's another, like, like, I got two guys in mind, but it breaks my heart to pick one. I grew up watching Ed Reed and Troy Palomalu. I was literally gonna ask you. I can't even. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. to yeah, uh, come I feel up in like, there, man. But go ahead. I like Ed Reed's play. Like is just you know amazing to watch. But like I feel like I have a little more Troy Palomalu in me. Like you know coming downhill. You know making big hits. Showing up big time. Like Ed Reed just he he was a turnover machine. And that's just what every every DB wants to do is get as many picks as he could in his career. Like, they were both amazing to watch. But those are my top two guys all time. So you know, both of them would knock the lights out of you too. They 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 would yeah, completely yeah. lower lower the, the head too. Don't get oh, me wrong. They, they would they would lay the wood, man. Now let me ask you this. I actually I saw this. This that's pretty funny that you say that because I saw you know you know you played safety and I was like, all right, this guy's about to come on the podcast. I was like, one hundred percent, I'm going to have to remember to ask him. Um, you know, without even knowing those two were your, your favorite guys, I was going to ask uh, you, Zach, who's better, Ed Reed or Troy Palmolio all time? Oh, my God, you're doing it to me. You're doing it to me. I, I can't answer that. I can't show disrespect to either of those guys. They're, they're both amazing. I've seen Ed Reed have a 109-yard pick six. I've seen Troy Palmolio jump over centers on a QB sneak. 
to sack the quarterback. Like two two completely different plays, both huge in their own way. Like yeah, man. I think you know it's still you know I got asked this on the um, the podcast the other day about Troy Polamalu and Ed Reed, and you know you just can't pick because you once you start leaning one way, you remember something the other guy did, and you're like, yeah. I don't know. Actually, like I mean, hey, there's there's two safeties on the field; they could both be the you know. Oh yeah, I mean, if you, if you had Polamalu <laughs> and Ed Reed on the field at the same time, man, oh incredible, that'd be incredible. unreal. Um, now, what player? I think you may have given a little bit of an answer to this, but I'm going to ask you and see if it, you know you got some other ones. What player do you model your game after? Or and you know it doesn't have to be one guy. If it if it you get a little bit from one person, a little per, you know a little bit from another. If there's a couple of guys, who are those guys, and what do you take from their game to to kind of insert into your own? Um, the the most I'd probably say Earl Thomas. You know, like off the field. He, he seems more, like, quiet and focused. And then when, like, he's on the field, it's like something just takes over him. He's, like, running around, screaming, communicating with all the guys, you know, being a leader through his game. And he's probably being a leader more in the locker room, like, instead of, like, you know, showing it out to everyone in the public. So I feel like Earl Thomas, like, just just growing up watching him play, being part of the Legion of the Boom his role in the Legion of Boom, him running around. Like, he's he's playing next to Cam Chancellor, who's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, like, it just – I love it. Cam Chancellor, another great safety man. Yeah, amazing. The, the year that won it, Cam was lights out. Yeah, exactly. Big Virginia boy, man. Went to uh, Virginia Tech, which is about, you know, two and a half hours from Talk where I'm at. Talk about bringing the boom. That's Absolutely, that. man. Absolutely. That guy, that guy would hit you and you'd feel it a week from now. But yeah, um, let me ask you this. be the fastest well, linebacker in the league. Hey, that's right. That's right, man. So, uh, so you're gonna be up in Indy. When are you leaving to head um, off? I'm actually leaving tomorrow. Okay, you flying out? Yeah, I'll I'll be there Sunday night. I it was, I found out in like the beginning of February about my invite, and then I just wanted to book it as soon as possible. Obviously, it's within the same month, so I had to get a flight that wasn't. Some of the flights were getting a little pricey out there, so. I had to take what I could get. I'm going to get there a day early, but I'm glad, too, because I want to get there a day early, get a feel for the turf, get mentally prepared, make sure my body's good. Sounds awesome, man. Yo, um, how did you feel, man, knowing that you got the the invite to the NSC? Because, you know, the NSC is legit. It is a very – you're going to be up there the same week as the NFL combine. You're going to have scouts all over the place. So, so, you know, how, how did it make you feel to see that you got invited? Oh, I was I was so excited. I knew, like, I wanted to do something in terms of like a pro day combine. And then I saw this invite, I did some research on it. And like you just said, to me, it seemed extremely legit. You're saying it's legit. That's even more reassuring. And I was just stoked from that moment on. I was like, I was like this, all this training I've been putting into is going to, I'm going to be able to show it. Yeah, man. I'm going to sound like a broken record on my podcast, but you know, I met Jimmy last year. Unbelievable guy. The guy loves to have fun with the, the guys that come up to these events he he is going to help you out a ton, man. He he's all about helping out the players. So so I can't wait for you to get to meet meet him in person. He's an amazing guy. Uh, puts on an unbelievable show up there in Indy. But so let me let me ask you this: You're going to be up there in Indy. You're going to be mainly focused on the the combine. You know, uh, is, I know it's been kind of strenuous. You you're, you're stressed. You're you're ready. You're training to get everything going. But you're going to have a little bit of downtime here and there. So mm-hmm. what would you like to do up there in Indy during your downtime? Um, I'd like to see if I can get access to the field just to feel my cleats against the turf and to get a feel 
for the field. Uh, I want to use my time focusing everything towards preparing myself mentally, mentally and physically for this combine, whether it's just stretching out, staying loose, or going to the field and just walking through, you know, my steps for the events. It sounds good, man. I didn't, I didn't know if you were going to say, oh, yeah, I want to try some new restaurants or something like that. So. <laughs> no, no, I ain't trying nothing new this week. I don't want anything upset in my stomach. That's All right, man. I know goes in my body regularly. Like, like we were saying before, every little detail matters now. Hey, every little detail, man. You stay focused. I know you're going to kill it up there. I can't wait to see your numbers. You know, I'll get to see them. Um, now, guys, please go, uh, go give this guy a follow on Twitter, and that is at Zach Kofran. That's Z-A-C-H-C-O-F-R-A-N, at Zach Kofran. Last words, any athletes looking for representation and someone that will work hard for them, please contact my man, Ramiro Ferrand, at Ferrand Sports. That's at F-E-R-R-A-N-D, sports, at Ferrand Sports. Follow Blitzalytics on Twitter and visit Blitzalytics.com. Go to the members page, click on Jacob Patterson, look at the articles I've written, the scouting reports I've written. We will have some more up there for you shortly. You can learn a little bit about me as a scout. Follow TSR on Twitter at Scouting LLC and on Instagram at Scouting underscore LLC. Any any athletes looking at film broken down and some promotional work done for them, please email me at scoutingbreakdown at gmail.com. Come let TSR take care of you. Zach, it has been an absolute pleasure, man, having you on the TSR podcast. Thank you so much, Jacob. Yeah, man, I hope you've enjoyed your time. I cannot wait, like I said, to see the performance you put on up there, man. I know you're going to absolutely crush it. So, so stay focused, man. Yeah, stay focused, man. Work hard. Hard work pays off. You know it, and you know your game shows it. So you know, you've, you. been, you've been through a lot, and it's led you to this moment. So go out there and uh, show them what you got, man. Thank you for having me. All right, uh, Zach, will you take care of yourself? And uh, TSR out, guys. Peace out. You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pod where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no All that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go Well, I got to gotta get it, put it in you Feeling with the feeling, don't stop, continue